In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is risen. Truly he is risen. Christos Anesti. The Gospel passage for today, and the Epistle passage, reveals to us difficult and challenging and hard to understand realities. And that is sickness or disease and healing. And even though the Gospels and Scripture and the tradition of our church and the experiences that we know and we hear time and time again reveal to us these truths of the connection between sickness and healing, it is still so very difficult for us to understand and to grasp because we all know that healing doesn't always occur with physical sickness or disease. And in this case, actually both in the epistle and the gospel, we hear about an individual who was paralyzed. And in one case, an individual who had died. And paralysis is something that most of us may never experience in our life. But yet, or rather yet, it's very obvious when we see this in others, in our loved ones or those that we don't even know. And so we have here an individual who was paralyzed for 38 years and waited to be healed. This man that we've heard about. Now, I say it's a difficult and challenging message because, and I've said this before, and it, it seems logical and without necess necessity to say, who of us doesn't want to be healed of that which afflicts us? Especially physical ailments or sickness or disease. Every one of us, I'm certain, would stand and do so with great emphasis, yes. Do you want to be healed? The Lord asked this man. He didn't say, where have you been? Why weren't you here? Didn't you hear me? Didn't you see me? And yet I have no one to help me to be healed. So there are a number of there are a number of messages, there are a number of, of things that we can learn from this passage that may help us, that may give us some comfort and some peace. And then the summary of it may also challenge us so greatly that it's difficult for us to see through the pain and the suffering that we may experience. But first, 
this man reveals to us something that each and every one of us can do, which is to help those around us who are suffering. No man to help me get into the pool. And so these last couple of weeks, we've heard about these wonderful appearances of the Lord and, and the message that he brought, the truth of the good news of Jesus Christ, and the reaction by the Murbury women, by Thomas a few weeks ago we heard about, and the Murbury women last week, and the other disciples, and the call to take this message to the world of the resurrection, of the joy that our Lord has overcome death, that he is granting to each and every one of us new life, eternal life. And today we hear about this story and we also can see in it a call to action for each and every one of us as he reminded those of his two new commandments to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind and to love your neighbor as yourself. Now how do we do that? One of the questions someone asked, who is my neighbor? So I guess the first question is, who is my neighbor? And then the second one is, how can I help this person? Of course, we heard the, the gospel passage, the parable of the, prodigal, of the uh, uh, Good Samaritan. Who is my neighbor? But first, we are called. Let us not forget, we are called not just to serve here in the church and to do the, the functioning of the church, the things that need to be done, or serve in the community to do these things, but to serve by being spiritually aware and sensitive to those around us who are suffering. Suffering in silence oftentimes. We get so focused on our own situation, on our own issues, on our own suffering, that we don't see the suffering of those around us. We don't hear it with our hearts. We don't see it with our souls. We don't perceive it in the words or the actions of those around us. This is our calling to do this. And this impacts our relationships with each other. It impacts our relationship with God. It impacts our relationship in communities. So we must first look in at ourselves to find out, to see rather, to be honest with ourselves as to where we are, where we are in our life, where we are in our own spiritual journey, where we are in our own desire and journey for healing. But the first thing is patience. Now, why 38? There was someone for 40 years and 18 years and all these, these time periods. And there's, there's a lot to be said about the time period and what it means. But the important thing is, is that it was a long time, a very long time. And this man was patient. He waited patiently 
we hear. We may not see that. We may not understand that, especially when we are in the midst ourselves of suffering. But God is with us. God loves us. God created us to be whole, to be healthy, to be filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit, to live eternally. This is what we are created. This is how we were created. And this is what we were created for. God is with us and desires us to be in this state. But it takes work on our part. What did our Lord say to this man after he had said that he had no one to help him? And he asked him, do you want to be healed? He said, rise, take up your pallet, and walk. Now this may have taken care of the immediate issue of his paralysis, and this was a miraculous event. But rising and taking up our pallet and walking is standing up, is taking the responsibility ourselves, is taking up our pallet, which is taking up our cross, whatever that cross is in our life, and walking. How often do we find ourselves waiting around for something to happen or for someone to do something or to go and to find some reason for this, maybe even to place blame on someone or something in our life which resulted in our suffering. Rise. Take up your cross. Journey, continue to walk, continue to strive for the kingdom. Fight through this affliction. Keep going. These are things we say all the time. These are not e That's why I said this is not easy. This is difficult. Because we may say, you may say, of course I'm doing these things. It's just the same thing when you go into a physician and they tell you every time you need to do this and do this and eat better and, and exercise and eliminate these things from your diet and do these things. They can't do it for us. We have to do it. So we may hear these things, but are we doing the work? Are we making the effort? It's the very same thing with seeking healing. Now, I'm going to get to what I'm speaking about in a moment, but it's the very same thing. Certainly it can be with physical healing. Definitely it is with the healing of our real sickness. Of the sickness that each and every one of us, every one of us, is afflicted with. Very few of us are afflicted with paralysis. Most of us may not be afflicted with serious illness. Many of us may not have much of illness at all. But every one of us, every one of us is afflicted with the sickness of sin, with sinful action, with sinful life whether we recognize it or not, whether we acknowledge it or not, 
if we're dismissive of it, if we're indifferent to it, that matters not. Because each and every one of us, Paul says it so succinctly and directly when he speaks about sin. All fall short of the glory of God. All sin. Not some, all sin. And if you wonder why I'm speaking about this, the Lord says it Himself to the man after he'd been healed. See, you are well. Your physical illness, your 38 years suffering, or longer maybe, but 38 years that you were waiting for healing, is over. Well, why would He say go and sin no more? Because our Lord is most concerned about the state of our soul. You heard this each and every week, each and every day of Lent. Every gospel passage, every epistle, every piece of Scripture, every week, even though we were hearing about individual issues that each and every one of us at a time in our life struggle with, it was about the condition of our soul because it's the condition of our soul that our Lord wants us and desires us and seeks us to ask for, to work for, to desire healing so that we too may return to paradise fully and completely healed is in His image and in His likeness. Be patient. Do the work. Take up your cross. Follow Him. And trust in Him. Submit to Him with obedience and humility. Turn to Him for healing. Help others who are suffering. Be open to and listen to and hear their suffering with compassion and understanding. And remember and hear these words. The same words that our Lord said. The words for each and every one of us. Just as our doctor tells us to do these things knowing that they will contribute they will add to, they will be part of our healing, our physical healing. Go and sin no more. Do not continue. Do not succumb to the temptation. Do not surround yourself. Do not go to these places and practice a sinful life. It's simple to hear. It's difficult to put into practice. But it is essential. If we want to be healed, if we answer the question of our Lord, do you want to be healed? The answer is go and sin no more. Amen.